Kyle Draper is in Phoenix where the Suns and Kings will tangle tonight in Drapes. I know you had it earlier for us. Uh, uh, an injury report that had a little bit of a surprising uh, morsel. There's a King available tonight that we didn't know would be available, right? Yeah, uh, Chris Duarte, who's missed the last few games uh, because of that sprained right ankle. He is available to play today, so a little more added depth. But our guy Trey Lyles, who missed practice yesterday, uh, at last check questionable because of illness. So Trey Lyles on the fence uh, for tonight's game. Also, Sasha Vizankov, the team announced, uh, you know, re-injured that right ankle, uh, calling it a grade three sprain. He'll be reevaluated, they say, a four to six weeks. So, you know, some medical updates. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm watching the Suns team warm up. I forgot they also got David Roddy as well oh, yeah. uh, from Memphis, too. So they, they've added some depth to this team. Well, they, they certainly have. They um, filled one of two open roster spots. That were created in last week's trade for Royce O'Neal with the addition of Thaddeus Young today. So, uh, Phoenix, one more open roster spot. And Dwayne Rankin, who writes for Arizona Central, Mm -hmm. he reported the Suns have potential interest in, as we've been saying, 16-year-old NBA, 16-year, not (laughs) 16-year-old, 16-year veteran Danilo Gallinari, who was recently bought bought out by the Pistons. So, again, the contrast is a lot of Kings fans – Wonder when the Kings are going to do something. Looks like they're not interested in doing anything right now. And then you've got the Suns who are just ahead of the Kings. They're looking at everybody. They're bringing in anybody. Yeah, they're just trying to upgrade all (laughs) over the place. You know, they're like, oh, this guy, bring him in. Sure, you know. And, and, you know, but depth was one of their issues. You know, they're they're a top-heavy team, uh, you know, last time we saw them. They star-laden, obviously. And so I actually like the moves they've made. Royce O'Neal, solid uh, you know, veteran, uh, David Roddy, uh, Thaddeus Young, you know, like I, I don't know if it puts them over the top or anything like that, but, you know, they needed to add some depth to their team. Yeah, and they're about as in as you can be, right? They're about as all in as you can be when you look at their core and how expensive their core is and how, you know, in the case of Durant, um, you got guys that are older. So when that's where you are, there's no planning for the future. Yeah. Um, as George Allen, you said, the future yeah. is now it's with now. his team. So right. Right. Um, I know it's hard for Kings fans. It's hard for me to sit there and wonder, you know, why haven't they done something? But it's a, it's a whole different um, situation as far as where your team is in the big picture. No, you're, you're right about that, man. And, you know, they're going for it now, talking about Phoenix and, Monty McNair has gone on record as, you know, saying he's not going to do anything, you know, to just be a, a one-year wonder or a flash in the pan, you know. He's trying to build a sustained uh, contender. And so, you know, I, like I said earlier, you know, I, I think this is a big off season for him. And, you know, whatever happens this season, you know, you hope it's a playoff, you know, uh, uh, winning the first round uh, and advancing to the second round. But considering where this team is, not making any moves, seeing the landscape of the West and what everybody else has done, you know, right now the Kings are up against it. And so uh, I hope they win a series, but right now it's it's, it's going to be tough, you know, and I'll just have to accept that because I've been on record, Whitey. I said earlier, second round. They got to make I it know. to the second round. I still think it's possible, no doubt about it, but it's, it's going to be tough out there in the West. So you're with me now. It's like getting into the playoffs is a successful year, right? You're with me. No, I'm right. not saying huh? this. Is, I'm saying I would accept it. I'm saying I wouldn't be, oh. I wouldn't be, you know, 
up in arms and, oh, what the heck, this was a failed year. <laughs> I would accept whatever. You got to get into the playoffs. You got to make a good showing, too. Don't get swept in the first round. But I've accepted that, man, it, let's say you face the Clippers first round. Like, that's going to be a tough matchup. And so I get it now. I get it. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I want to get back to the Fox conversation just because right. there are a lot of people that seem to feel that Fox has um, – that his attitude isn't where it should be. I'm not entirely clear on why that is, but we have – somebody actually was texting uh, Brandon, uh, Brendan, yeah. who was with us earlier. They called him Brandon, but Brandon. Right. Uh, this year is different with Fox. Mentally, he seems checked out. Mm. Um, I acknowledge it because a number of people seem to be suggesting that. Mentally checked out, I don't see that, Kyle. Not not at all. Not at all. I got my guy G-Man over here to the, yeah. to the left of me. I'm, I'm tempted to uh, throw a headset on him. Because he sees Fox day in and day out as well. But I don't I don't want to interrupt G-Man. He's uh, prepping right now, going over his notes. But we see Fox D. I don't think he's checked out. Did he check out, uh, you know, uh, the other day in Denver? Did he check out when he dropped 30-something against Chicago? Did he check out when, I mean, 41 against Chicago? Did he check out when he dropped 34 in, against Dallas? What are we talking about? Yeah. Checked out. Like, uh, that's too strong of a word. Maybe he's struggling. Maybe he's battling something. I'll allow you to say that. But checked out, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't I don't see that. We know that he was having a phenomenal shooting year, his best shooting year, and then he stopped shooting the ball well, and that was about the time he banged his shoulder. Right. And that's right. getting back to Harold. That's, to me, it's like, I don't have a hard time thinking one has something to do with the other there. Uh, as far as the Kings being better or not than last year from the 5-3-0, does it only seem like the Kings are worse because the expectations mm. are higher? What do you think of that? I think that's part of it, but I just went over the numbers that suggest that they're not as good as last year. They're a good team. You know, they're solid, top seven team. But when you look at the numbers, the defensive rating, sure, the ranking's better, but the number's actually the same. The offense, we know, is worse this year. And so by those metrics, they're not as good. And the Western Conference is much better. Minnesota, much better this year. OKC, much better this year. The Clippers, even, are much better this year. And so, yeah, expectations have to do something with it, do a little bit with it. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, more so, the Kings just aren't playing as well this year as they did last yeah. year. Yeah, and by the way, we were hearing from Harold again, and Harold sounds like he, you know, he don't want to cause any problems. He has an opinion. He says, if you don't see it that way, it's all good. So thank you, Harold. But he says, I'm speaking directly about being disengaged in the game like an OKC. Um, and I, there have been a lot more games this year where Fox just doesn't have the impact. Is that a reflection of an attitude? Again, I think it's physical, but I think that's where Harold's getting there. You can't deny, I don't think, Drapes, that there have been a number of games this year where De'Aaron Fox is just not having the impact that he right. had last year on games. Right, exactly. And when you look at it, we talk about that OKC game. He was 6 of 17 in yeah. that game, 17 shots, you know, and, and I get it. We're so used to him playing at a high level the way he started off the season. That's why we go back to, you know, in my opinion, he's banged up a little bit, needs a break. He needs some time off. And we'll see De'Aaron Fox the final 28 games of the season after the All-Star break. Now, if he's still, you know, struggling then at the end of the year, Harold, I I, I urge you to call in Mm -hmm. or or tweet at us or whatever you want to do. We can have that discussion. But being around this team, being around the coaches, being around the guys – I haven't seen any inclination that 
Fox is checked out or he's pouting or anything like that. Now, very big game tonight, and I know we always say that, but it's really true, especially this year, the rest of the way in any game where you're playing somebody from the West. uh, You could clinch the season series with the Suns, which could have, you know, tiebreaker ramifications. That could be very, very significant down the road because it's just so tightly packed. And we're talking about trying to stay out of the out of the play-in. Yeah. In what ways do you think um, the Kings need to attack the Suns? Where is this Suns team most vulnerable? Well, I, I think the Suns are, you know, a, a poor transition defense team, you know. And, you know, when you got a guy like De'Aaron Fox, and we've talked about this before, Whitey, fast break yes. should be there. Push like, it, push sh- it. You should be able to push the ball. And that's was something the Kings have not done. But I think against this Phoenix team, the ability to get out in transition should be there. They're an older team. They don't want to get back on defense or anything like that. And I got their numbers right here. You know, Phoenix uh, defensively uh, against the fast break. Well, let's see. They're 19th in fast break points uh, total. They're 14th in uh, defense. Uh, they're an elite offense, though. They can shoot the three, 38%. But I think pushing the ball, they turn it over. You can get turnovers. You can get out in transition. I think you can score on this team. Drape, somebody wants to ask you a question. Are yeah, you are you got. taking questions from no, from, yeah, from the high flyer, Henry oh, Turner? <laughs> huh? Are you ready for the high this flyer? Dude, where you been at, high flyer? <laughs> Big Perk. Where, where, where you been at? What's where up? you been at, Snoop? Where hey, you been at, dude? Hey, I've been home while you've been on the road, jet setting, living the life. Yeah, your boy been out there, man. I I've see. Been out there. Yep. Man, I'm tired. I'm, me and the kids going to Mexico on Friday, too? Come oh, on, man. Nice. You can't tell me nothing, bro. Nice. Bring, I'm hey, trying to limp to the finish line. Hey, here. bring me back a souvenir, bro. That's all I ask. I get you the same thing I got you last time. There bro. you go. See? Yep, I got you. He's cool. got a very nice he wore yesterday. Uh, Henry, a very nice uh, oh, I know Eagles he, Serape. Bro. Whatever, yeah, whatever that is. Hey, as soon as the game was over with, I, I just imagined, I just imagined Kyle just going nuts. I, mean, he, I know he loved it. Now, a, a, a high flyer. Would I kick somebody when they're down? Yeah, you would. Ah, come on yeah. now. Yeah, you would. Hey, because you know what? When, when your Eagles went, oh! Everybody <laughs> kicks you. So exactly. I know Y'all kick me. Hey, right. I know you was just sitting there like they stomped the hell out of him. I know when you were sitting there, you was like, I can't wait. I can't I, wait. I this that. is redemption. Do you think well, he was happier this year that the 49ers lost than he was last year when the Eagles uh got, got into the, the Super Bowl? Of course. Yeah. Kyle's yeah. petty like yeah. that. Of course he was happy. <laughs> people people I talk to, they just don't understand. Like, I was nervous. <laughs> I was anxious watching that game because I'm like, if the Niners win, I got to do a radio show tomorrow, and they are going to kill me there. And then my boy, Patrick Mahomes, my guy, came through for me. That's all I got to say. I'm tra- his guy. His now. guy. My his, guy. His, his guy. Now. Yeah. Go right, ahead. Right. Hey, Jay, his, clip his that. I'm going clip, that I'm clip it for you. Clip that, baby. Hey, hey, his guy now. You know what I mean? Hey, That's all right. Can we ask you a question, High Flyer? Always. We're getting, yeah, we're getting some comments here from a few people, you know, here and there on the text line and the chat. Some people, are they wonder what's wrong with De'Aaron, and some yeah. suggest that okay. you know, his attitude might not be where mm. it is. Kyle and I think it's pretty clear that there's probably something ailing him physically. We're not really seeing an attitude issue. What What about you? You know, I said this earlier on when his, uh, when his shot production started falling. And he stopped going to the rack. 
He would he we, we didn't see explosive De'Aaron Fox. We didn't see downhill De'Aaron Fox. We saw a lot of okay, I'm gonna pick and choose, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna elect to pull up and shoot a three pointer Fox. I thought I'm like, wait a minute, something's wrong here, because this dude he loves to get downhill. That's the yes. way he plays. Yeah, right. yeah. You know, right. he he can get to wherever he wants. He gets to that little free throw line. He shoots his floater. We stopped seeing a lot of that, mm-hmm. and I was like, uh, something ain't right. You know, I was talking to uh, Jason. I'm talking to G Man, yeah. mm-hmm. and we start looking at the situation, and then. Uh, you know, he started having a couple of good games, but it still wasn't Fox like. You know, I I asked him. I said, "Where's fourth quarter Fox? We right. haven't seen that guy yeah. almost yeah. since last yeah. year, or at least the beginning of the year when he was just straight, just knocking down everything. He was playing brilliantly, just taking over the game in the fourth." And quarter. you know, I said this. I said, and, you know, and they're not going to come out and tell you every little thing that's going on with Fox. But I'll bet you there's something going on with him. That's why I start calling this a race to all-star break. Yep, yep. To where, you know, people, we were upset that he didn't make the all-star team. You know, I was too. I was one of the main ones. I was very upset he didn't make it. But I looked at the silver lining in that. I said, this kid needs a break. He yes. needs some rest. As far as checking out, I heard yeah. what you guys said. Yeah. You know what? What Fox is doing isn't checking out. Let me tell you what checking out is. Checking out is shooting one for three. You play 30 minutes, you have one rebound, no assist. Right. That's right. checking out. That's mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, he's still getting the shots up. And, and high flyer, you know, when we look at De'Aaron Fox, one stat I look at, especially over the last four games, he's got seven free throw attempts over his last four. To me, what that shows me, to your point, you just mentioned it, high flyer, he's not getting downhill. Maybe he's avoiding the contact because he's banged up a little bit. He's not ag- as aggressive getting downhill because he's trying to protect himself. What do you make of that? Seven attempts over the last four games. Well, you know what, KD? You can look at it as that, that he don't want to go down and take the contact. I look at it as this. You know, maybe he don't have the explosion to get downhill. Mm. You know, I mean, before we would see De'Aaron Fox get on the fast break and he would hit that nice button. He would blow past people and get to the basket. We haven't seen too much of him. I mean, it's, you know, inadvertent here and there, here and there. Mm-hmm. But you, we all know that usually in the fourth quarter, De'Aaron Fox can get wherever he wants to with that basketball. We haven't seen too much of that. Yeah. One of the yeah. things that, that stood out to us, Henry, in uh, Mondi's press conference uh, in the last week, he said, well, we have to, you know, we have to get out and push pace more. And that's something we've talked about a lot. And it seems like it should be obvious, especially with a guy like Fox, who, when healthy anyway, is very fast. Do you wonder about that? Why doesn't this team push pace more? They're number one in defensive rebounding, so they have opportunities to get out and run. They're just not pushing the pace. Well, I will will say this. When the Kings don't push their pace, they're only at 50% of their potency. This team has to get up and down. Have you noticed almost every game that this team has lost it's because either some way somehow that offense stops that offense gets stagnant they're walking the ball up you guys just alluded to it a little bit earlier played phoenix it looked great those first three quarters look great really first three quarters in half of the fourth quarter until they went small and all of a sudden the breaks just slammed on. The Kings start walking the ball up. I'd rather see him walk the ball up. And t- I mean, I'd rather see them speed the ball up and turn the ball over more so than slow it down to try to protect That's right. I forgot the Suns went small, and that put a wrench oh, in yeah. there. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. they yeah. did. Durant guarding Sabonis at the five. Yeah. 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 High flyer. Uh, one thing 
that I'm extremely concerned about, and I know everybody is, the three-point defense. They are dead last. Teams are shooting close to 40%. What are you seeing defensively? Is it the perimeter guys getting broke down? What are you seeing? And and is this just a a lost hope for the Kings defensively? Are they just going to be a bad defending the three kind of I, I wish you could see his face right now. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm going to call it exactly the yeah. way I see Please it, man. Do. You know, you know, I keep it straight 100. It's not the overall defense that starts on the perimeter, KD. What happens is, is that we're so atrocious with on-ball defense, mm. it's always one guy that's breaking his man down and having a straight beeline. It's like five on four. Right, a straight beeline. To the to to the rack, our big man has to step over. The other guard has to come down to the big man. Now all of a sudden, you're playing for sometimes four on three, three yeah. on two mm-hmm. at the outside three point line. And when you do that in today's NBA, all it takes is for one guy to be open. They're letting it go. They're shooting it. Yeah. So it's not to say, okay, well we can't guard guys at the line. No, we can. We can't guard guys off the dribble. That's the problem. Right. Yeah, so it would be simple to say, well, get your hands up and guard the perimeter, but that's not where it's happening. No, because we're getting killed on the scramble. KD, we're getting killed on the drive and spray. We're getting killed on the drive, kick, swing around the horn to the corner, last man catch it, three-point shot. Well, how many times watching the game, Henry, and I know you listen with with G-Man, but when you're watching – I mean, Kyle, how many times is he saying, Kings in a scramble, Kings in a scramble? It happens all the time. Yes, because it starts – on ball when you get broken down and guys are driving to the basket. The, I, I will say this. The Kings, probably one of the worst teams at being able to stay in front of their man and then once they get broken down and their man starts driving to the basket, make the right rotation and the uh, right reads to get back to, in order to play three. Uh-huh. High Flyer joining us here. Now you got game night coming up in just a little bit. Uh, what do you make of this Phoenix team, man? Are, are they legit? They made some moves, seem to be playing their best basketball of the season. Booker, Beal, and Durant seem to be working. I mean, are they uh, better than you thought they'd be? You know, the crazy thing is, KD, when we yeah. talk about these teams that are building the big threes, the big twos, and when you look at what the Clippers are doing, the big fours, they always start out in an array of, well, we don't know. Ah, they're not looking good. You know, Even when you talk about the big two with Dallas and uh, when you have Kyrie, Kyrie down there with Dallas, Luka. Yeah. with Luka. Bro, these guys are great basketball players. At some point, they're going to figure it out. And when you keep these guys together long enough, yeah, they're going to figure it out. And when it comes down to winning ball games, talent wins games i'm sorry when you have four guys they don't have a point guard henry they don't don't have a true point guard (laughs) i tell you what whitey sabonis brings our ball up 80 percent of the time yeah okay you put the ball in kd's head what guy that's at kd's size is going to defend him and rip the ball from him don't see it happening it ain't happening so guess what who's ever facilitating and especially if you need kd to do so he can do that, but you're not going to pressure the basketball and say, well, we don't have a guard. You just initiate your offense. Mm-hmm. That's what Sabonis does. Sabonis yeah. gets the rebound, pushes the ball up floor, passes the ball to the corner, and initiates the offense. Guess what? You really don't need a quote-unquote point guard. The offense is initiated. You go. You might need a facilitator, but 
let's say seven, six out of time, six six times, Sabonis is your facilitator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of like the, the old uh, the glory days, Kings. I mean, was uh, Christie or Bibby the point guard while well, they ran their offense through Webb? Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. So you know, you really didn't have have to have, to have oh a guy that bring the ball up. You know what? At halftime, Doug Christie brought it up. Yeah, he wasn't the best ball handler in the world, but at his position, wasn't nobody gonna take the ball from him. Mm-hmm. You throw the ball to Webb, you cut through, you screen. The offense is ignited. Let's go. Where are you on what constitutes a successful season? Kings get now. Where I am is if you get back in the playoffs, considering how long it's been. To me, that's a success. Drapes has been saying you got to get out of the first round. Although he said, "I don't mean to put words in your mouth." That's pretty yeah. much where you are, right, Drapes? Yeah, I said they got to get out of the first round. But today, uh, high flyer, I said if they don't, I just have to accept it because right now, where this team is, where the West is, I can't be all up in arms and fired up. I think they should make the second round, but if they don't, I got to accept it. You know what? I think a lot of people because see. A lot of people jump on that bandwagon. You have to do better than what you did last year. Well, we were one game from the second round. Mm-hmm. So everybody has jumped on this second round situation. I've said from the beginning, if the Sacramento Kings can come anywhere between one and six, it's a successful season. Okay. Now, if you want to put a little extra gravy on it, if they can make it to the second round, great. Think about where we are in the West right now. You have five other teams that's in the mix that wasn't there last year. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And the Sacramento Kings, I think they're playing the exact same way they played last year. We did not make a move. We spun the block. We came back with everybody that we had. I think they're playing the exact same type of ball, but it's just one type of situation. Everybody saw what they did last year. You're not sneaking up on nobody. No, D. Fox, we know what you do. Okay, Sabonis, we know how you play. Keegan Murray, you're young. You, you, you're trying to find your way, but we know. You know, I actually thought that the Sacramento Kings had made a jump because they filled some holes. You know, JaVale McGee was the original shot blocker that mm-hmm. came on. Alex Lynn, they brought him back Sasha to protect the rim. Sasha, maybe make a few shots. S- Sasha, make a, maybe make a few shots. Duarte. Duarte. Kevin Herter was supposed to be this guy that, that, that lights it up. Well, a lot of those that we were looking at haven't panned out nope. yet. Yep. You know, nope. Kevin Herter hasn't played his best ball. Sasha's been hurt pretty much, and we still don't know what, what all he can do mm-hmm. uh, the, with all the greatness they said he brings to this basketball team. JaVale McGee is JaVale McGee. All right? Mm-hmm. You know, Duarte hasn't given us exactly what we thought that he was going to bring. And then Harrison Barnes fell off. So they're playing the exact same way to me, or they're playing playing – Exactly what they did last year. Mm-hmm. You know, do can, can I say they're five games better? No. Can I say they're ten games better? No. Can I say they're five games worse? No. They're about right where they were last year. To me, in my mind, in my mind, yeah, still a lot of pizza left in the box. Drapes, you're back in studio tomorrow. Is that right? No. No, I'm in Denver tomorrow. Denver, that's right, of yeah, course. We yeah, we got back Denver to back. tomorrow. Yeah. Yep, All right, yep, look forward yeah. to that. Thank you, great job. Stick around because we've got game night with the High Flyer. Yeah, and, man, get uh, back to work, man. Yeah, you and Scooter today? <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, next right here, Sacktown Sports.